You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. With so many attacks on Islam and the Holy Prophet wasallam, let's set the record straight. He was a man of peace. He went through 13 long years of persecution for his beliefs. He was mocked and ridiculed, but he didn't retaliate because he was a man of peace. When he went to Taif to spread the message of Islam, he was pelted with stones until he was bleeding. Yet he did not retaliate because he was a man of peace. When he migrated to Medina, he established the Charter of Medina, allowing the Jews, Christians and Muslims to live together in harmony with full religious freedom because he was a man of peace. And after all the oppression that he faced, when he returned to Mecca as a king, he had the right and the power to punish every single one of them. Yet he forgave them because he was a man of peace. The Holy Prophet ﷺ said that no white man is superior to a black man, no Arab to a non-Arab. Rather, everyone is equal. He freed slaves and taught to treat them as brothers. He did all of this because he was sent as the Rahmatul Lil Alameen, a mercy for mankind. Indeed, the Holy Prophet was a true man of peace. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the most important show, I should say. <laughs> the voice of, um, we're at Voice of Islam. This is the Drive Time Show. And we're back with two very important topics. You're joined by myself, Rahid Ahmad and Fahim Nasser. We'll be with you until six o'clock. And today's two topics that we bring you are... First of all, the first topic we're going to be discussing is the attributes, uh, one of the attributes of Allah the Almighty, which is As-Salam, the source of peace. And we'll be asking, um, you know, various questions. We'll be discussing and actually pondering over yeah. what this attribute attribute is. How does it relate to us? How does it relate to, um, you know, those who don't believe in religion or don't believe in Islam? Definitely. And also, uh, in the second hour, the program, uh, this is pro- you know, the part two of Youth and Faith, Navigating Challenges, and embracing opportunities. We'll be speaking to uh, one of the guests, um, one of the young khadim, one of the young individuals who will be, will be speaking about various challenges the youth that youth actually go 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 through, mm. um, identity crisis. Um, you know, we 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 discussed. We also discussed the idea of happiness. Yeah. Um, also, how should you know faith? How can it lead? How can you reach conviction? You know, in your in your in your faith, and what are some of the things that we can do in order to reach connection? So, as for assalam, um, you know, the source of peace. Yeah. Um, uh, what is it you want to say about this topic? Well, just before I get into that, I'm just going to remind the mm. listeners that they can get involved. Uh, they can give us a call on zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight, or they can get involved in the discussion online on social media channels at Voice of Islam UK. So. When it comes to the attribute of Allah, as-salam, which means the source of peace, the reason why we want to discuss this today is because we want to ponder over it. Because there's yeah. many attributes of Allah, of God, that describe God and help us connect with God. And when it comes to as-salam, the source of peace, yeah. there's so many different ways that that meaning of source of peace like yeah. what what it could mean like does it mean the origin of peace does it mean a place where you can find peace 
Is it a medium for peace? Is it that's the place where peace can be bestowed upon you? Yeah. So that's exactly what we're trying to do here. And that's what we want to discuss today is and understand is what does it mean to be the source of source of peace? And, you know, understand more. And within this hour, hopefully get a deeper understanding of our creator mm-hmm. and understand the peace that is available. Absolutely. I mean, just before delving into that discussion um, from the um, linguistic perspective, um, mm. the root of salam means safety and security, right? And right. Uh, it means being free from defects and imperfections. Mm. So as-salam means the one who is safe from all defects, misfortunes and hardships, and the one who provides security to all. Uh, so this is just um, you know so some, something that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, peace be upon him, also explained in the philosophy of the teachings of Islam, yes. which is in uh, the Rani, uh, which, which is uh, part of the volume Rohani Khazain, volume ten, page three hundred seventy-four. Um, so, so the point is, there, there, there are other similar names, right, in, yeah. in the in the Quran, which which kind of denote the similar meaning. For instance, uh, being free of imperfection is described uh, in the Quran. Also, as Al Muta'al, you know, the supremely exalted. Mm. Uh, also, as As Subuh, the All Perfect, um, Al Qudus, the Holy One, yeah. and also As Salam, the one that we're speaking about. So they are they are synonymous in this meaning, mm. but each name describes you know perfection in slightly diff- differently, yeah. um, and that's was fascinating. Um, Al Muta'al, the, the the supremely exalted, describes it from the angle of loftiness. It says, yeah. Um, Allah is above the imperfections and limitations that people attribute to Him. Mm. Uh, As-Subu, the All Perfect, describes it from the angle of distance. Mm. So Allah is far removed from the concept of imperfections. Okay, right. Right. Yeah. Now Al-Quddus, the Holy One, describes it from the angle of purity. Interesting. Yeah. Right. So Allah is free from the uh, from the impurity of imperfections. As-Salam, the Source of Peace, describes it from the angle of security. Uh. Right. Allah is safe from any vulnerability to uh, imperfection. So there are, there, are, there are all these different, um, you know, things and there are prayers as well in, in Sahih al-Muslim with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam after concluding his prayer. Yeah. One of one of the prayers that I often recite right after finishing the prayer is Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam tubarakta wa ta'ala ya zal-jalali wa ikram but the short form is Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam which, 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 which basically says um, that oh Allah, you know, you are free from uh, free of defects, and perfection is from you, right? Yeah. Um, so he, and so first thing is, he who is safe from all defects, and he who provides security for all. So based on these two meanings, um, this prayer can be an, an also understood in two ways. Okay. Just to just to quickly quickly mention that. So the first is, oh Allah, you are free of defects, and and perfection is from you. When we say Ya Salam with the meaning in, in mind, we remind ourselves that Allah the Almighty is perfect and we ask that He remove our defects and advance us towards perfection. Right. Okay. okay. Secondly, O oh Allah, you are the source of security and peace and uh, peace and security. Um, and security and peace comes from you. When we say Ya Salam with this meaning in mind, we remind ourselves that Allah the Almighty is the only source of true security. And we ask Allah the Almighty to give us security and peace. So these are so one was towards yeah. perfection, and yeah. and this is this is towards uh, sort of you know so, 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 uh, security and peace. So what I really liked about that is that um, they're both um, when we invoke them, 
it's it's something that helps us get better. Yeah. Right. So it's it's understanding the perfection <coughs> of God to then ask Him to help us perfect our imperfections yeah. or improve. Yeah. Because you know it won't be perfect uh, in the same like way. But yeah. that's where I think that so invoking or reciting or understanding or pondering as we're doing today yeah. over these names of God is a way to help us be better and that's why we wanted to discuss this today right mm-hmm. so when, when it comes to um, the attributes of Allah like people can be like okay why are there 99 names of Allah why you know mm-hmm. what's the purpose of this what's the purpose of us discussing this even um what I try to realize and understand about this, um, whenever I think about them, um, I realize that how do you build a relationship with someone? Right, mm-hmm. you get you get to know them. Right, me and you over the over these last couple of years, you know, we've got to know each other because you know we've learned about each other. Yeah. We've learned, you know, family, friends, our values, etc. Yeah. And that's why the the ninety nine names of Allah are there, because, like you said, yeah, some of them may be synonymous, but they're very different distinctions within those names that will make us realize how complete God is. And with that in mind, like the reason why we need to understand these names and these attributes is because, the only way you can build a relationship with someone is to get to know them. Beautiful. So therefore, there are these these 99 attributes that will teach you everything you need to know about God and how God is and who, like, you know, and build that relationship. Yeah. So for me, that, that that's where the source of peace comes from, is that building that relationship with God. Wonderful. Um, it's beautiful because the promised Messiah in, in numerous places have explained the same concept mm. and that same thing and he, he uses the word marifat mm. marifat in the Urdu language um, would, would, would actually translate to knowing someone but that knowing is it's not just a casual knowing like yeah. a, like acquaintance but it's, 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 it's more of a deep on a deeper level of mm. friendship right you truly know about that person um, and uh, and this is where he Messiah peace be upon him speaks about that uh, ask Allah Dilmati for his marifat Meaning, ask Allah the Almighty for his, for for his uh, his his knowledge, right? Yeah. Knowing Allah the Almighty, you know, and 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 that he said you can only understand him through his attributes, mm. right? And those um, who are aware of Allah the Almighty uh, know this very well, that they they ask Allah through his attributes. So there 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 are various attributes: mm. Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. Right? There there there's there's a list. Yeah. Um, you know that we have, um, and, and also I, I also want to address the point of um, the the the, you know, the ninety nine names, as you mm. were saying. Um, they are not limited to ninety nine, yeah. but they're just the 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 this is a compilation of the common mm. names that we know of. Um, uh, but but the attributes of Allah, as mentioned in the Quran, are numerous and are described, yeah. uh, you know, in various uh, ways throughout the you know, the holy book. But the Quran uses different names and attributes to convey the various aspects of Allah's nature, you know, mercy, wisdom, power, and other qualities. So, so, so the exact number of um, attributes is not explicitly specified in the Quran. Yeah. Uh, and different scholars may categorize them in, you know, diff- different way. Yeah. 
Yeah. But there's something uh, that that we know that what well, you know one commonly referenced set of attributes is the 99 names al asmaul husna is you know is called yeah. which are ordered or, or, which are mentioned in various verses of the Quran and also the sayings of the holy prophet peace be upon him and as as i mentioned before these names represent different qualities and characteristics of uh, you know allah the almighty so the emphasis in islam is not only on memorizing the names right mm-hmm. like you know these names yeah. and it, but the exact point that you mentioned about contemplating yeah. over how what is okay this is a source of peace how do i how could i attain this peace yeah. you know, right and and whether that peace ex- extends to non-believers or not all of these different questions yeah. that 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 come come to your mind so the quran actually invites believers to reflect on the attributes of allah um as 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 a means of uh, gaining a deeper understanding of his greatness and de- and developing a closer connection yeah and so another reason why i think it's so important to do this is because often and i've had conversations with many people about them taking one attribute of god mm-hmm. and focusing very heavily on that mm-hmm. and not thinking about others right so for example the a lot of people say to me about um you know god is the judge or um the, yeah. the, the negative so to, so to speak that can be taken negatively uh, attributes um yeah. you know it's, it's clearly a misunderstanding but th- that's where people focus on Okay, yes, God is all powerful, but then God is also merciful. Yeah. And I think that that's where it's really key that it's to get this rounded picture to understand truly yeah. to the extent, right? It's like, you know, you being angry one day and me thinking, okay, that's fine, Rahil's always angry. <laughs> right? Like it, it's 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 taking on that and yeah. it's I need to understand everything about you yeah. to truly get a picture and i think that that's where they co- very well complement each other that yeah. you know someone can sit there and just be fearful <clears> of <throat> the fact that god is all powerful yeah right? I, I do believe this is this is very important but i think there's one distinction that we need to make and this is what the mm. promise of sahab peace upon him has discussed uh, in detail in numerous of his books but but those that are listening in that want to go and and actually read is you can go on al islam under uh, the collection the essence of islam volume 1 on page 53 it, it continues but i think it's important that we discuss that why mm. because the attributes of because there are certain attributes of allah the almighty and promise i put them in two different categories uh, but one of the things that i do want to mention is that this 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 discussion of asma wa sifat is name is known as the names and the attributes of allah have always been uh, you know sort of a debate for scholars from the time you know for, from the beginning of islam mm. right i'm talking about after the the after the demise of the holy prophet peace be upon him and i'm only i'm only summarizing this yeah. um, you know uh, in 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 few words so for instance certain scholars would refer to certain attributes of allah the almighty um, and they would take it as literal let's say for the quran says hmm. um, you know for instance bal yadahu mabsutatan you know right like it, it's he has two wide open hands right hmm. there were scholars who would say look um, we believe in what what is stated as it is but we don't know what it is right um but then there are other scholars who understood this to mean attributes right um and this is why i think it's important that we go over what the promise of sahib upon him yeah, has i has actually spoken mm-hmm. about this is very very important he said um first speaking about the 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 attributes of god he said it it, it needs no argument that the true and perfect god to to believe in whom is the duty of every creature is the lord of the worlds his providence is not confined to particular people age or country He is the sustainer of all peoples of all ages of of all places and of all countries he is the fountainhead of all grace 
every physical and spiritual power is bestowed by him and the whole universe is sustained by him and he is the support of all god's grace comprehends all people all countries all ages so one of the things that we realize from this is that from the perspective of islam god almighty's grace and his attributes are not limited to the muslims alone but rather right. it's it's universal he he continues as lest any people should complain that god be god bestowed his bounties upon others but not upon them or that the others received a book from him for their guidance but they did not or that in other ages he manifested himself through revelation inspiration and miracles but that he remained hidden in their age for instance certain religions now believe only god god spoke at a certain time now he does, doesn't speak he, even some of our muslim brothers believe this but just just to clarify for them from the ahmadiyya muslim community's perspective the the religion is complete right um meaning there is no wahi matlu we call it meaning the quran the wahi that of of revelation that that brings about a law is complete but god almighty communicating with his believers and you know comforting them and speaking to them is is directly mentioned in the holy quran and mm. to take that away would 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 would, would actually call to uh, uh you know a uh, you know would 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 actually equate to a god that is not perfect that that his 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 attributes are uh um, you know they they cease to exist basically so this is what the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is spoken about so it says by bestowing his grace upon all he um obviated all those objections and out of his vast qualities he did not deprive any people any age of physical and spiritual bounties um this is from his book pehqam asul rohani khazain volume 23 page 442 but the most important point um which i want to come to now which i was i, mm. I was alluding to earlier two types of divine attributes right yeah and one is imminent and uh the second one is uh transcendent transcendental okay um okay and and these these uh two types he explains as 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 the following he says god almighty in order to bestow perfect understanding upon his humble creatures has set out in the holy quran two aspects of his attributes uh, first he has described his uh described his attributes metaphorically as resembling some human qualities for instance he is noble merciful and ben- uh, and beneficent he can be angry as well as loving he has hands and eyes legs and ears he has been creating throughout eternity though nothing has been eternally coexistent with him however species have long existed and even that is not essential for the operation of his attribute of creation for though creation is one of his attributes the manifestation of his unity and singleness at certain times is also a part of his attributes none of his attributes falls into permanent disuse but a temporary cessation of its operation is permissible and then he he continues as god manifested uh, thus god manifested his attributes of resemblance to man for instance god is a creator but to some degrees man also creates of fashions and man can be called noble for up to a point he possesses the quality of nobility and man can be called merciful for up to the point he possesses the quality of mercy he has the quality of anger he has eyes and ears etc and then he gives us different examples then he he adds this could, this could create a suspicion in one's mind and this is what I was coming coming to that man resembles god in respect of these attributes and god resembles man therefore god by contrast has also mentioned in the holy quran his attributes of transcendence ie such attributes of which man does not partake at all uh in his being or in his qualities for instance he says god's creation is not like man's creation 
nor is God's mercy like man's mercy, nor his wrath is like man's wrath, nor his love is like man's love, nor is he in need of space like man. So, and there's one verse of the Quran which, which explains this all. And he says, the Holy Quran sets out clearly that in his attributes, God is quite distinct for man, uh, from man. For instance, it is said, لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٌ وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْبَصِيرِ This is on Surah Shu'ara, chapter 44, uh, 42, verse 12. It says, Nothing in essence shares its substance or attributes with God. God, He is all-hearing, all-seeing. Right? So, just to summarize, uh, that mm. that when we speak about certain attributes, and Allah the Almighty has given the, you know, the example in, in, in the Holy Quran, there are they, they cannot be said that Allah's attributes are in the same manner. So certain attributes man can man can um, implement in, you know, he yeah. can become, you know, like um, God's, uh, man's made in God's image. Yes. It's yeah, said yeah. in the, it mm. says in the Bible. In the Bible. Yeah. But Allah, but in the Quran it also said, تَخَلَّقُوا بِإِخْلَاقِ اللَّهِ Meaning, you know, um, garb yourself with the attributes of God. Mm. Right? Now that, that, all, that means that there are certain things, for instance, just as Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi explained, being merciful. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, uh, for forgiving others and all of these attributes are such that man can partake, mm-hmm. right? But but there are certain attributes which are transcendent, transcendent attributes which man cannot partake. For instance, his creation, the the way God creates, man cannot create like that. Mm. His mercy cannot be compared to the mercy of God. So these are some of the examples the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him has 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 given, and he also delves into the idea of um, the throne of Allah. And, and these are all these are very technical discussions that took yeah, place yeah. in. You know, from uh, between scholars and different creed actually developed. So they are those who even now take very literal approach yeah. to the attributes of God. They are what they are. We believe in them, and they are they are you know, the second or third category of people who who say no. But they they have been explained in the, in the Quran in terms of attributes for us to un- understand. Yeah. And they take different meanings from it, but I think we do want to come back, back no, to. No, definitely. No, that's really the, interesting because I, I think that just on that, I think that one of the key things is that um, when people take things quite literally, mm-hmm. and when you, when you take anything literally, uh, after, uh, it is said that no, no verse of the Quran will be void in, until the end of time, right? Yeah. There, there won't be anything like, like. It has to continue till the end of time. Yeah. So when you take things literally, you <coughs> can often, um, like if I said that you know if uh, X, because you know a lot of people ask for um, you know where's the evidence in the Quran? Like why doesn't the Quran say that this is going to happen on this date? You know, yeah. and that, like but if something happens on a specific date, yeah. once that date has passed, that verse would become void, isn't it? Yeah. So that's why I think that it's really important to understand that. This the Quran is for the whole of mankind with different levels of understanding, and therefore, like it's for example, even there's things that we can't comprehend right now, exactly, right? That it has described to us. There, Mm. there are gems in there, I'm sure, until even today, that we are still not understanding Mm. them to the truest extent. That's why you should never take it so literally. And you should actually ponder over it and take this time. And that's why we wanted to do this today is that, look, you can sit there and be like, source of peace. Yep, from Allah you get peace. And you can leave it there. We we could end the show, right? And just like, there you go, answer done. But until you understand that, okay, God is infinite, like the source of peace, that could mean like the origins of peace. Mm -hmm. Because 
everything emanates from God and including peace, both inner and both societal, right? So I think that that's where it's really important for us to go and understand this attribute. Yeah. And and all of them, I'm sure, and, and, and I'm sure we can probably do a series on, on the different ones. But that's one of the things Actually, that... Actually, there there it's very important that you, you mentioned series, but there was a... There was a detail. There was a series of Friday sermons get, uh, delivered by His Holiness in 2007 yeah. on this very topic, on this very attribute of Allah Almighty. I think he went yeah. over three or four sermons. Yeah. He spoke about just one attribute of Assalam yeah. and how it relates to and, and you know, answered all of these questions that yeah. we are. So people can also go back on on Al Islam. Again, Al Islam. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Al Islam. You know, it's a Salama from the same root word. Yeah. And can can look it up and you know read about this as well. Yeah, because and. The reason why I also want to do this is that whether you're driving in your car, whether you're walking, whether you're doing work and it's on in the background, the the reason why we're discussing this and talking about it is because we are so there's so much information out there. Yeah. We are bombarded with marketing to sales to like all this information, you know, Chad GPT can <laughs> run out a bunch of information at lightning speed that you can't even read, right? that we have become so, I don't know, uh, desensitized to actually understand what it is that is being said to us, that is being read to us. Like, mm. So take time to truly understand these things because when you actually take one point and you really focus on it and you take it as deep as possible and you try to say, okay, if that means this, then this means that. And then... In this in this instance, would it mean this? And w- in that instance, would it mean that? If you start to do that with these uh, attributes, it's a great way to start to really truly understand yourself, your religion, your relationship with God, your your source of peace, right? Um, and it will be a source of peace for you. And well, there's so many ways we can take this. Like, so another way that we could take this, for example, is developing peace in society right mm-hmm. like how does god being the source of peace like translate to a peaceful society and when we were thinking about it when we were trying to understand it and um when i was preparing for this show um yeah. i understood that you know god creates a peaceful society through the principles and laws he has laid down in islamic teachings right the these principles that you know we discuss often on this radio station that justice equality freedom of religion and the promotion of knowledge and understanding as we're doing today yeah these will create a peaceful society these principles and laws and where mm-hmm. did we get these principles and laws from god yeah and that there you can see how god being the source of peace can actually translate to a peaceful society and you know the the Ahmadiyya Muslim community strongly believes in in serving humanity and advocating for human rights and engaging in interfaith dialogue which all contribute to that peaceful society as well and this is from god's guidance and um because we we try to encourage the establishment of social justice you know um the worldwide head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community Hazrat Mirza Masrur Ahmed um his helper yep consistently has with given the events of today that are happening in the world is consistently for many years been talking about acting with justice 
that it's so important for a peaceful society, and that if justice is not upheld, there will not be peace in society. And and we're seeing it. We're seeing a lot of unrest. We're seeing a lot of these things. And again, the 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 motto of the Amnesty Muslim Community: love for hatred for none. It encapsulates this approach towards societal peace and emphasizing tolerance and respect and yep. kindness towards each other. Exactly. I mean, you see the the idea of peace. Um, um, we, you know, there's been so much discussion on establishing peace, and you know, we um, we tend to hold uh, events, symposiums, and people come together, and everybody, you know, speak about the inner peace and but what role does religion have to play with it yeah look from 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 the islamic perspective it's it's something to be experienced right so when yeah. we call you towards peace it's it's an experience that we're calling you towards it's not just just some sort of claim that okay it's peace but it's for you to work hard and and because look the because the, the obvious question would be then look the prophets are the ones that go through the most hardship mm. how are they even at peace mm. the people of religion they have to suffer people in gaza palestine they're suffering and they are Muslims and yeah. they're religious people. Yeah. Whereas, how are they? How are they even in peace? Yeah. So, what, what, what is what, what, what would we say to that? What is the definition of peace in what in, in 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 people's mind? Yeah. The prophets who are the closest to to the Creator have to go through so much hardship. Oh. Right. So, I think we need to understand the the concept of peace very very clearly. Hmm. That how that how you might interpret peace. Um, peace doesn't necessarily mean ease, right? That's I think the that's what you're trying to say. Right? Is, is yes. that like people think that oh, me being at peace is oh, I'm I'm relaxed. I'm lying down somewhere, mm-hmm. relaxed, not a care in the world. Yeah. That is not peace, mm-hmm. and I think that that's what you're you're trying to say, right? Yeah, because the thing is, the, the very essence um, of because this world uh, has been described in Islam as Darul Ibtila, mm. you know, a place of trial and tribulation. It's a place of trial. It's a place of test, hmm. whereas it is the hereafter that Allah really speaks about. Um, you know, in, just 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 in that Friday sermon, uh, his you know, his holiness delivered on May eleventh, two thousand and seven. He quoted a verse from um, Surah Yasin, chapter thirty-six, verse fifty-nine, which says, "Salamun qawlam ya Rabbi Rahim." The peace on you, a word of greeting from the merciful Lord. So this is talking about the hereafter, that that. Peace, you know, um, the verse sums all the various blessings of paradise. Uh, you know, peace with God and peace with one's own self, i.e. peace of mind. And, and so this is the highest stage of heavenly bliss. So the point is that, that um, you know, there are, there are other verses of the Holy Quran which mention, you know, they will try you with, um, with, with fear and hunger and loss of lives, right? So there are other verses that speak about these things. It, it never says that if you become a believer, your life will be of ease, as yeah. you know what I'm saying. But that peace that Islam speaks about, that that peace is when is is translated when you see a father holding his child, right, who is martyred, hmm. raises him up like this and says, Oh Allah, are you pleased with me? Are you now pleased with me? Yeah. You know, my all 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 of my other children are also there. You know, for your sacrifice, yeah. and some of these people, yes, they're crying, yeah. yes, they they have tears, which is normal human emotion, but they are at peace because oh. they know that this, uh, you know, um, it's a verse of the Quran that nothing afflicts them except what Allah has written for them, yeah. right? So this is the understanding. So now it's it's a vast sub 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 subject, but from the perspective of religion, 
uh, it's we're not equating peace with ease of this life because in this life because the prophet also told us um, um, that that this world is a prison for a believer but a you know a place of comfort for a disbeliever yeah so you have all of these different yeah. things so, the, so 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 the question would be to to now um, delve in deeper and 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 really ask this question what does it really mean to to be at peace because a lot of time people yeah. would lose faith yeah because there there are times someone became accepted god and he said before i accepted him of you know everything was fine and now all of a sudden i'm going through trials yeah. i've accepted ahmadiyat yeah. and people start persecuting me yeah. right they start calling me names and all of these things my life was easier before my life was yeah. easier before <laughs> so it's not it's not necessarily the life of ease but yeah. the point is the 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 point is 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 that yes allah the almighty would protect you if you sacrifice for his sake there are numerous examples and this is what this is, this is what he uh, you know his his holiness also also explained that the term salam and, and he actually cited imam ghazali and he said that it is the being who's free from all flaws and all defects and the only uh, and not only are whose actions free from all evil rather they have an inher- inherent goodness in them and he said that imam raghib said that the attribute of salam denotes that allah is free from all overt and covert flaws and abdus salam abdus salam is a servant of assalam mm. right is he is the one who is a manifestation of this this attribute and indeed god keeps such a person safe from all defect misfortune and flaw right so 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 th- this is also to say say that when it, when allah might when there's a time for allah might to protect you he'll protect you Mm. Right, that throughout your life, and we've seen it. I mean, this is yeah. something that you and I have experienced throughout our life. That 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 God has been there for us, mm. right? Um, so, but but the point is, um, what we're trying to state here is the complete picture of assalam. Yeah. Right. We we're trying to you know that only Allah is perfect. Yeah. He's the, he he he's the only being that cannot be harmed. Right. That mm. without any flaws, it's not us. Yeah. Right. But when 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 we when we understand the attribute of assalam. Right, Islam, and you know the whole, mm. you know, the whole concept. Then it comes down to the the element of hukukul ibad, like the rights of creation, yeah. and how we how how was our dealing with the other human beings, right? Mm. Uh, you know, of love and respect. Yeah, something that's at the very core of Islam. You know, the the rights of God and the rights of creation. Yeah, um, and unfortunately, these days, malice and jealousy have have crept into daily lives, exceeding all limits, as 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 we know. Um, and the significance of the message of hukuk al-ibad the rights of people um is is indeed to stem malice and jealousy um and regrettably some you know quarrels and you know among people even of within within the community community can end up you know being drawn out and and this is why you know um the the point is that these attributes cannot benefit you know someone who does not implement them within their life Yeah. Right. So the whole point that you were mentioning right at the beginning is the entire contemplation yeah. over the over the att- att- attributes of Allah Almighty. That you might be, you might go through this life through some challenges or some yeah. affliction. Yeah. Right. Yet be at peace. I've met many people who've lost their loved loved ones, their yeah. child. Yet when you meet them, this they say, "I'm I'm 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 actually at peace." Yeah. See, th- this is where I want to make, bring it back slightly because. I think that people think that when you're at peace, life is easy, mm. and that is not true. What peace in this attribute that we're, that we're discussing yep. that I feel is that it's not 
I have ease, but then I have peace. It's mm. I have difficulties, but I get peace knowing that I'll be able to deal with it because that is meaningful. Yeah, that because, that 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 beautiful. So yeah. that so that what, what was the point you said? Suffering or that that so diff- whatever diff- diff- difficulty that is of have. meaning. Yeah, okay. and that is of meaning, and and that with that. God is that source of peace yeah. and God isn't supposed to bring ease in my life mm. and understanding that God is a source of peace makes me realize that no matter what I go through whatever difficulty or whatever challenge that I face I'll be okay because of the source of peace which is God and I think that that's where it's that distinction that you know you're saying that people who uh, have more difficult lives or prophets for example you know they didn't have easy lives they persecuted you know they, there's so many like afflictions that they've had upon them but it, yeah. and and you know actually I just want to bring this because I was having this thought uh, while I was driving yesterday yeah. and I, th- I thought it would come up but I was I, I was contemplating about God and, and how God is, is, is perfect and then I was thinking about the uh, Holy Prophet of Islam Mm. Uh, um, and um, what I was thinking about is that imagine you were like that experience that um, he had when the angel Gabriel came to him and, and revealed um, the first verse uh, of, the, of the Quran um, to him like imagine that feeling like most people would just like melt or just not even be able to deal with a, a situation like that and mm. it just made me really admire and like because you know we we know how great of a man he was and mm. I think that but do we actually think about it do we actually think about imagine being told that like, the whole of the world has been created for for you as, mm. as, as the mercy to it and um, I think that that responsibility because yeah. you know people say that oh you know that prophets they guaranteed heaven you and know, humility I mean, as well you know in the fact that they they they're continuously paying that the holy prophet peace be uh, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him um, was crying in his prayers at night yeah. throughout the night you know you people would automatically try to be like oh you know he's he's great he's got a great connection with Allah he should be fine but no if anything he was doing more mm-hmm. and that weight of that responsibility and sometimes we don't understand and appreciate that yeah and like yeah there was just a sorry it was a bit of a sidebar no, it's, but it's it, came, not, yeah. it came into my head <clears> yesterday <throat> when, when i was thinking about it i was like that weight of that resp- responsibility no wonder mm. no wonder that you know as a humble true person yeah. any humble true person would be at night begging mm. god for his help knowing that god is the truth and, and the source and the only source of peace mm. and um yeah, but when it comes to uh, Aslam, there's, there's loads of different ways we can, you know, interpret it. You know, right? I, I want to mention this to, uh, verse. The you know, they say you said the the profound burden you could say, yeah. you know, of this responsibility. Uh, it's mentioned in chapter thirty-three, verse seventy-three, where Allah says that verily, Inna It says verily, we offer the trust, this trust, hmm. to the heavens and the earth and the mountains. But they refuse to bear it. وَأَشْفَقْنَا مِنْهَا And they were afraid of it. وَحَمَلَهَا الْإِنسَانِ But but man bore it. And Al-Insan is the perfect man, which is the Holy Prophet, yeah. peace be upon him. al الْإِنسَانِ Indeed, he is capable of being unjust to and neglectful of himself. Yeah. 
Innahu kana zaluman jahula. Right, that he is capable of being unjust to and neglectful of himself for a bigger sacrifice or something that was greater. And this oh. is what we see that the Prophet, um, and if you th- think of that, that throughout your life, it's not really for your own, um, for your own ease and for your own um, comfort. Look, look at it from a different what a father does for his children, what yeah. a mother does for for the child, for the, for, for for their betterment, the sacrifice yeah. that they have to go through. They don't necessarily get repaid, yeah. right? They, some some of them may have because yeah. the child becomes successful or, and then and then whatever, you know, whatever yeah, the yeah. case is. But the child, or I mean, the father, and the mother is not um, is not waiting for the time that yeah. I'm making an investment. He's going to pay back. Yeah. If that's the thing, then that's not the true fatherly love or, yeah. or motherly love. Let's be very honest well, about I've it. I've actually heard someone say that to me that yeah. uh, your child is an investment, and mm. and uh, you know it will pay dividends. How well you nurture that investment right now. Yeah, I think if I you get take there was a, it was yeah, in a yeah. good intention, but like, yeah, in you're the right, sense that let, let's say if you br- if you do a good good upbringing, yeah. in that sense, yes. Yeah. But if it's just monetary and you know, the, oh, exactly, and, then then that's something that's yeah, not Mbappe what, project. Yeah, yeah. Mbappe project as, <laughs> as, as we do. That's yeah. not the point. So I think I think it's 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 very profound what you mentioned, but but the humility of 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 the, of the prophet, you know, the whole yeah. incident when he, when he comes back. But the whole point is that yes, the prophet understood these these attributes like. You know better than any other human being. Yeah. He he comprehended you know what assalam, all of these att- attributes actually mean. Yet he would not question when he went to Taif and these you know young individuals were throwing stones at yeah. him, pebbles at him and his shoes became filled with blood. Or the neighbor that used to throw rubbish at him yeah, well, regularly. Yeah, whatever the incident yeah. took place, he didn't yeah. ever question God that God, you're the source of peace. Yeah. I'm not seeing no peace in my life. Yeah. Because you understand that it wasn't the life of ease. Yeah. But it was it was it was it was, it, it, it was peace, peace and contentment in his in 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 himself, yeah. right? Everybody says al ghina ghina nafs, you know that yeah. that that um, that the the true wealth is is the wealth of self contentment. Well, faqru faqru al qalb, and uh, he says that um, and and being poor is being poor at heart, right? Meaning that that if you're content, if you're and this is one, and we've done, you know, topics on gratitude and all these things. Yeah. But the point is, these all of these different things are very intertwined and interlinked. Yeah. But I think the concept that we're trying to explain here is from from an Islamic perspective, it 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 does not mean that when you accept Islam that you're it's all going to be, you know, um, ease from there, ease from there onwards, like and, life and yeah, guaranteed ra- ra- ticket rather, to heaven. <laughs> rather, rather, you have yeah. to go through challenges. Rather, you have to go through many. Many trials, and this is how Allah tries you. And Allah says in the Quran as well: Do 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 you think that you would enter heaven, mm. but you will not be tried? There's this yeah. particular verse that says yeah. that uh, do you think that you will not be tested like those who are before you? Yeah. So it's a test. This life's I, this life's a test. Actually, I, I, I don't remember where the quotes from, but I read something um, uh, on social media uh, where it said that your status in heaven is already. Um, already set mm-hmm. um, and you need to do do the good deeds that you need to to get to that status and if you do not do those good deeds then God will try you and provide you with trials for you to then bear to then reach that level so I think that um, I can't remember the, the source but it, it just got me thinking the, the reason why I brought it up is that you know we naturally, as humans, I don't know why. Maybe yeah. I, I think it's this world. I do. I do think that materialism yeah. makes you want to seek a life of ease because 
every product, every technology is there to make your life easier so that you don't have to do or work or do anything. And people use money usually to not have to do something. Yeah, I mean, the whole point of, uh, you know, we've discussed it before, the instant gratification. Yeah element you've got you know so many now online gurus tell tell telling you the 4am and 5am club yeah that it's a long run it's a long race yeah. right i've been working for 20 years yeah. or something you know all of these different people yeah. even people within, to get e- even quick, within yeah. our life we yeah. see that there is a because there's certain laws Allah in what he has placed within this world as well that that resemble the the the, the overall plan that is the mm-hmm. case for instance you this is this life is a test for instance yeah. we see in our biz businesses whatever the case is you have to work really really hard and at times you might feel because there are certain issues within you, within your nature yeah. that 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 you haven't fixed along the way, mm. and it's just the continuous purification of the nafs consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because some people look, every single one of us has some challenges. Whether mm. it might be anger, mm. yes, for some it might be ostentation, yeah. also being ostentatious. Like they 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 like people seeing them do good. Yeah, right. So people have these small things. Mm. You know, um, within them, and this and, and the verse I was referring to actually is from chapter twenty-three, uh, twenty-nine, verse three, where it says, Meaning, do men think that they will be left alone because they say we believe, yeah. and that they will not be tried? And then the same um, chapter, verse four, the very next verse says, وَلَقَدْ فَتَنَّ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ And we did try those who were before them. اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ صَدَقُوا So Allah will surely distinguish those who are truthful. And he will surely distinguish, distinguish the liars from the truthful. Meaning that it is not enough for us to just say, Amanna, yeah. Amanna, uh, yeah. right? We have believed, yeah. right? But Allah Almighty said he will try you and he will see whether you're, you're true in that claim. Meaning, when, when do you know your friend is your friend is a real one? Through difficulties. When, when, when they're there, when, through the When the times get tough, right? Yeah. When the times get tough, yeah. that's when you know this, this brother was there. Yeah. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever it was no the case, what, yeah. no matter what. And so, this is exactly the case is that we yeah. can say whatever we want, yeah. and our, our utterances, our utterances can be word, yeah. whatever it may be. But in the eyes of Allah, you know, it is actually the uh, the actions. It yeah. is how we prove our belief. You know, with uh, with our daily actions. Yeah. I think this is the em- em- emphasis that we need to place, and that's when we should be at peace. This is when the ultimate goal is to enter enter heaven. And which is, which is the uh, you know which is um, Allah Almighty being pleased with you, radiyatun yeah. mardiya, right? The Allah's pleased with with this with with the soul, and 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 that person is is pleased with Allah Allah the Almighty. Yeah. So from our perspective, that is our goal. Yeah. You know, people have different goals in life. But see, but this is the thing. It comes down to that goal. It, it 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 comes down to that fundamental understanding that you know worshiping God and and serving mankind is is ultimately our goal, and and that's it's. Um, I, I was mentioning materialism being that distraction. Yeah, I think that we constantly want to make our side, make our lives easier, but that shouldn't be the goal. It shouldn't be a goal to make our own personal lives easier, because that's like we think that that's going to be the thing that brings us peace. But like, think about it. When was when the last thing that you did for someone, right, mm. and they really appreciated it. Right. Yeah. How did you feel then? Tell me, did you feel it? How good did you feel? Let's mm. be honest, right? And I think that when you start to realize that good deeds through service to humanity, when you do things for other people without 
seeking reward or without wanting something in return, that brings you peace. And I think that that's where it comes back to to God being the source of peace is that God has He's taught the, us through yeah, this through right. Islam, right? That yeah. service to humanity, to helping others without uh, wanting something in return. Because it's another attribute, graciousness, right? Yeah. Think of God enabled me to be able to walk, talk, see, mm. breathe, all of these things. I didn't, like, before I was born, I didn't ask yeah. for any of these things, right? It was bestowed upon me yeah. graciously. And I Absolutely. think that... It, they all go hand in hand and, and once you start to really focus on one then you will start to see how they all Fold intertwine the place, yeah. with each other and create this <clears throat> whole perfect one you know complete picture of God yeah. and then <clears throat> there's nothing you can do other than be grateful that you've one been able to understand that that you were given that understanding that you know yeah. I could be completely lost and just be chasing money and that's be my only goal in life like I didn't mm. ask to be born into the family that gave me parents that taught me exactly. this this religion and and that's the thing. I, I mean, the, the the point is the challenges that we have in life are you know they differ from person to person. You know, we all have different challenges. Mm. Like, and they said that the closest to Allah are those who are challenged the most, who who, who have gone through the most trial. Yeah. And I think if if that is the ultimate, if that is your ultimate goal, right, that God should be pleased with you. Mm. Then nothing, there's no, nothing of this world really, really means anything yeah. to you. I think this is the, this, this is the, this is the realization the Quran over and over again tr- tries to bring you towards through different verses, through different stories of the past, right? Mm. Saying that there were people before you who were way more advanced than you, and we're trying to find who made the pyramids and all of these things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's, it talks about people that there were the people before you who were way more advanced than you, yeah. the people before you, you know, who were a lot more stronger than you, yeah. in you know, different things. There were kings and. What did they take with them? That's the reality. I think, so yeah. I think this is this is this is the point. Um, it's difficult. It's easy to speak about. Yes, it's very easy to very speak easy, about. Come yeah. here, speak for for an hour or so. You know. But I think when we go back into our lives, uh, again, it's just um, you know things go behind. You, just, like you because, forget. Yeah, you forget but, about it. But this is why I wanted to do this show specifically, right? Is that just taking this moment, and you know, uh, I've. As Islam teaches, um, and like you said, every guru these days is talking about consistency, consistency, consistency. Yeah. Um, but Islam is, has taught that, you know, doing a small act of goodness daily is better than doing one large thing, mm. like less amount of time. Um, I think that if you don't take this time out to reflect, to pause, to to really contemplate over mm. these things you will never truly be able to appreciate it and even doing it and and this is something that I'm trying to do as well and, and again uh, zikr or, or the remembrance of God the, God isn't asking you to remember God because he needs you to remember him yeah. right it's for yourself that if you sit there in the remembrance of God then you will realize how lucky you are <laughs> and then you will then yeah lead to realizing that you are at peace yeah so someone right. someone mentioned this point and 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 really um you know people like lo- lo- logic and rationality yeah. especially when you're speaking to atheists and those who don't believe in god yeah. someone was raising this point after going through you know the whole idea of causality and yeah. cosmological arguments and this yes, arguments yeah. and that argument 
he said something very interesting. He said, listen, look, if imagine there, and this was something that's, that was presented by one of the earliest scholars um, in Islam. And he said, imagine you live your life, right? According to the principles of Islam. Yeah. And, and you know what these principles are. Majority of them, you think you think they're good. Meaning, you know, um, help your neighbor, yeah. be good to your father, you know, t- take care of your parents, your sis, siblings, your yeah. wider society and all of these. Yeah. You die, right? And let's say there is no God. Yeah. It's just, it's just for eternity, it's just Emptiness, blank, right? Yeah. Okay. You haven't lost anything. You still lived your life in a, you know, yeah. in a manner which, which most, most people will agree with. But let's imagine you lived your life um, exactly in opposite to what Allah demanded, uh, d- demanded of you, right? Hmm. You cheated, you, you know, you uh, usurped other people's yeah, rights. You robbed people, you did. Whatever, whatever you did, yeah. right? And you, you close your eyes and the second life was, is actually reality. Yeah. Now you have to be answered for it. Who's actually at loss? Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, exactly. What the, the second person is yeah. that? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, you got only one li- one life. Live it. You know, and yeah. and live it to the whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do. That person is gonna lose out if there is a second life, which we believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, I like that. I think that's a great point because yeah, it's just, who, just lo- from... who loses out? Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, look. I know that people may think being selfish is something that you want or enjoy, mm-hmm. but it's not. Re- it really isn't. Like yeah. I think that any time that you um, are selfish, like bearing in mind that obviously, like so, I always think of your soul as a white cloth that. Every time you do bad things, like it gets uh, a mark on it, mm-hmm. and um, I think that the more you do bad things, the dirtier it gets, and, and, and like the easier it is. Like you, you know, when something's brand new, you're like you look after it straight away. You're like, oh, you're yeah. gonna clean it, and then as soon as it gets its first mark, you're like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. I throw it here, whatever, right? Yeah. And I think that that's the same concept that like that's why you should keep yourself away from these bad deeds because the more you the, the you do it yeah. the more inclined you are like I ah, did last time yeah. you know like a diet for that's example why, like I ate, that's why I just yeah. said that in al hasanatu yudhibna sayyat that surely good deeds take away bad deeds yeah. so it, it it in Islam there's no element of someone has to die for you in order to for you to be forgiven a sincere repentance hmm. is only thing that you need and you should repent. And Allah says He loves those who repent often, oh. who sin and then repent, sin and repent. Yeah. So He doesn't. So, and one of the issue, um, the things that people might think is I've done so much sin, and we always delve into this, yeah. um, where I, I have no hope. Right? They don't feel worthy. Yeah, they don't feel worthy. Yeah. I, I have no hope. So Allah says to them, La taqnatum rahmatillah. Or those who have you know wronged their soul, don't be, don't despair, don't be despair of God's mercy. Inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jamia. Yeah. It continues. It says, Allah Almighty forgives all sins. Yeah. So true repentance is required. But again, look, the concept is so beautiful. I'll tell you where it, it says. It says um, there's a saying which, which goes: uh, if, if it's not hadith, uh, uh, you have to be very careful. Hmm. It says al imanu bayn al khawfi wal raja. It says that iman, belief, is between khawf, um, which is fear, and al raja and hope. So iman is. Between fear and hope, what does it mean? So not be, don't be too hopeful yeah. that just because I believe yeah. I'm going heaven, hundred yeah. percent, right? Because that will make you do a, a, lot, a lot of religious people, yeah. right? 
might do wrong because they think they're the chosen people. Exactly. Right. Oh, I'm perfect. I'm um, better no, than that. Yeah. We're the chosen people. Yeah, yeah. We can do whatever we want. Or that second category is be so fearful that oh, I can't be forgiven. I've done so yeah. many sins. Yeah. So this is where the iman is between that. I love Look that. Look how beautiful this concept is. I love that. And you know, uh, that's often what I said to quite a few people who've had this discussion where I've done so much wrong in my life that you know I can't be forgiven. I said, well, then you don't know God mm. and you're not understanding God's attribute of all forgiving. Exactly. Right? If you don't understand, and, and this is why, you know, we had this show and, and you know, we've discussed this topic at, at length and pondered over it and we hope you've learned something. But, um, you know, it's important to understand the attributes of God because it will bring you peace. It will Absolutely. be the source of peace. Absolutely. So where, as we conclude our reflections on the divine attribute of, of As-Salam, we find solace in the recognition that Allah is the ultimate source of peace. In a world often filled with chaos and uncertainty, embracing the essence of As-Salam brings tranquility to our hearts and minds. And with that, we'll be going to our second important topic, which is going to be youth and faith, navigating challenges and embracing opportunities. We'll have a guest who'll be come, come, coming in. So we're just going to be chatting, going back and forth. And if you're listening and you want to call in, you can call us at 020-868-77878. We'll be shortly back after the news break. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى فَادْعُوهُ بِهَا يَا اللَّهِ He is Allah And there is no God beside Him, the Sovereign, the Holy One, the Source of Peace, the Bestower of Security, the Protector, the Almighty, the Subduer, the Exalted. Holy is Allah, far above anything they associate with Him. as his partners. In this verse of the Holy Qur'an, along with some other beautiful names of Allah, his name As-Salam is also mentioned. Elaborating, Allah's name As-Salam, the promised Messiah alayhi salam, and the philosophy of the teaching of Islam says, He is the source of peace. That is to say, He is the God who was fully safeguarded against all imperfections, afflictions, and hardships. Not only that, He provides peace and security for all. Therefore, it is extremely important for us to have a clear understanding of this beautiful name, As-Salam. The name designates Allah's special attribute of being the source of peace. Once we have proper insight of this special attribute of Allah, it would be easy for us to make a stronger connection with Him, to mold our lives accordingly, and ultimately, to feel secure and protected 
being at peace with Allah, with His creatures, and with our own selves. We know that maintaining peace has always been a major concern and great challenge for mankind throughout history. But perhaps, sustaining peace has never been as crucial in the past as it is at the present time. Our personal peace, peace of the heart, is fully disrupted through constant fear, distress, and anxiety in our daily lives. Without any doubt, this tremendous loss of peace in every shape and form is due to one major factor. It is that mankind is disconnected with Allah as a salam, the real source and the reservoir of peace. There is no peace because the personal connection with God, who is the fountainhead of peace, is broken. There is no peace because the commandments of God, as-salam, are being ignored. Allah the Exalted has given the name Islam to the way of life that He commands us to adopt. Surely, the true religion with Allah is Islam. The very name Islam means peace and security, attained by surrendering one's rebellious ego to the will of God. To be a Muslim, one cannot imagine any other way but to completely yield to the will of God and to give up all self-centered desires by resisting all misleading temptations. Listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Auzubillahi minashaitan rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful. Welcome back to the Drive Time Show here at Voice of Islam. Uh, we'll be discussing our second hour uh, and one of the things, uh, one of the most important to- topics, this is probably the part two that we're doing, is about youth and faith navigating challenges and embracing opportunities um we have an expert in studio with a khalid um alaikum assalam how are you doing not too bad alhamdulillah how are you you're an expert in, on this subject aren't you uh bro if you if if, <laughs> if expert means complete novice then no. <laughs> <laughs> okay so the purpose let me just introduce this so okay. so so the purpose was we want to get away from um so we just want to have a chat right yeah what's what's some of the you know 
youngsters um, go through you yeah. know, challenges on on daily basis um, and how sh- how do they navigate how should they navigate through these different ch- challenges we're living in a society uh, you know where atheism is on a rise you know uh, you know what atheism is one thing but everything is basically a challenging to your faith right mm-hmm. you have internal challenges you know five daily prayers could be a challenge for you right and there could be a time where you have sort of um you know multiple identities you step into a mosque you know you 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 behave and you act like a true amadi mm-hmm. <laughs> right whereas in your um in your personal um in your, secrecy, your social life in yeah. social yeah. life yeah, you're you'll be different you're di- you're you're yeah. told a different person so how is it that we can uh, we can cover um these two elements but one of the th- two things that that I want to focus on this because yeah. last time we spoke about uh, identity crisis yeah and uh, boss was it was it was challenges that uh, we face it's about how we parent our yeah exactly uh, how to parent our children to make yeah. them um understand the identity yeah. um there's a number of things that we discussed around that yes yeah. right but today i want to keep it to two main points yeah. which is so the how should how do how do we reach conviction in our faith uh-huh. and the second is the the idea of happiness uh-huh. right we're all chasing happiness everybody's ch- chasing happiness um So what are your general thoughts on these two topics before we delve into the specifics? Um the first one how to reach conviction in your faith. I feel like you have to experience it. You have to experience it. Yeah. I mean I feel like uh nowadays a lot of it is just empty words. Um unfortunately anyway because people don't really practice their religion properly. Yeah. And um hence we have uh people who claim to be one thing and then behaving in a completely opposite way i mean even though someone who might have conviction in faith yeah might also do the same thing which is again it's just a continuous test of life right yeah. but for me personally i feel like conviction comes from experiencing experiencing faith and experiencing faith would be experiencing god and experiencing god would be having your aunt prayers answered or mm. seeing blessings in things happening and saying this has to be from god and uh, all of us here would have at least one situation that we think that this could not have happened yeah. if it was if it wasn't for for god mm. so for me personally it's some of those situations and for the early the earliest one <coughs> was when i was maybe 13 12 13 um incident occurred where i really felt like some the, the outcome of that incident mm. was going to be really detrimental for me really detrimental right and i remember like walking into fuzzen mosque the, the london mosque the oldest mosque in london and um i was really worried really anxious yeah and i was like oh this is going to be so bad this is going to be so bad and i walked in <clears throat> and i remember that was the first time i properly prayed yeah. i was the From last the one there yeah. i was literally the last one there uh still praying i remember i was the second or third row I was on that right I was on the right hand side and i remember i was the last one that left and um i walked out and then literally as it unfolded the next few hours i realized that had it not been for me praying for the opposite to happen yeah it it it, it wouldn't have happened basically my prayers would not have come true because in every other situation like what had occurred before what I was expecting to happen has happened yeah but in that situation i won't go into specifics because yeah. it's quite personal but um literally what i was praying for had occurred and it would never have happened never have happened had i not prayed that's what i personally yeah. believe anyway 
so that for me was the first thing where I thought yeah God really exists because I was like crying or yeah. begging God please don't let this happen don't let this happen don't let this happen yeah. and they didn't so for me that, that's experiencing God Beautiful. it's experiencing faith and there's a number of things after that as well as you grow yeah. up and you come across situations where you feel like you need to pray for things yeah. to happen and they, they just unfold in a way that you feel like yeah they, this is definitely from God but you see beautiful I, I just want to go a bit back right when yeah, we're well, growing up I remember um, so religion is, is, is or, or faith is, is is just practices like it's just for, for formality rituals rituals right mm. your dad says get up let's go for namaz yeah. let's yeah. go for prayer or yeah. There's a there's a class there's a Quran class on the weekend and that and you don't really comprehend you don't really understand why am I doing this yeah. like yeah. why am I being taken to all these things and and this is what the Prophet actually speaks about this one of the things that you mentioned which is really beautiful is about experience and I think this, the Prophet and I was reading about Al Ghazali and all of these earlier scholars where they really thrashed out all of the philosophical cosmological arguments and at the end what it really came down to was the experience. Mm-hmm. Why, wh- how, how they actually communicate with Allah the Almighty and this is why the promised Messiah's emphasis in this day and age when he claimed to be the promised Messiah you see upon him and he wrote those 20,000 registered letters from India to everywhere it could reach mm-hmm. um, you know scholars of various faith to state that God does speak he still speaks and I can show you that God mm-hmm. through the Holy Prophet peace be upon him come and live in Qadiyan at my expense mm-hmm. and if it's not the case I'll recompense you I'll compensate you for mm-hmm. for, for your travel travels and everything. So this is the this is the God of Islam that, that the Promised Messiah peace be upon him presents, which says God still speaks, mm-hmm. He still communicates. Um, so now, at that age, you don't know uh, mm-hmm. God the, the element of God, and you're going through your rituals and everything. But but the point is that and Prophet Islam or someone else I think I was reading gave this example that as a child, if he doubts that two plus two is four will never really become a great mathematician, mm-hmm. right? Meaning the element of trust has to be there, mm-hmm. right? So the element of trust from, from our very beginning, we're just trusting the process. Our dad's taken to this place and that place. But there does come a time in your life where you question things yeah. and you start for finding your own answers, right? And that same experience that you mentioned mm-hmm. was my also, also my experience. But I was in Pakistan mm-hmm. where one night after Isha, mm-hmm. um, this was one of the mosques within our halqa, we would say, and I remember, I don't know what took over me, right? Mm-hmm. And I just remember saying one thing over and over again, Oh Allah, don't let me go to waste. Mm-hmm. That was my prayer. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I'll ask for all this. But I'm, as a young, I was like, I'll say 10 or 11. I don't know what made me say this. I don't even know till today. But So the Khadim Masjid, we call it, the person who takes care of the mosque, actually came after. It was like 12 o'clock. Somebody's like, everything's all right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, everything's good, man. But the, the point I'm trying to say is, um, it's experience. Yeah. And I tell you, nothing would be close, nothing clo- is close to the, 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 uh, the proof of the evidence of God than this. Give me any philosophical argument, whatever the case. From That only leads you to a point where you say, God should exist. Yeah. Yeah. The element of God is that does exist yeah. is the experience and this is where the, this is where the difference you know um, and one of the points I do want to address and I, oh man thoughts go in all yeah, these different yeah, di- di- out. Yeah, di- directions is is anyone listening in that doesn't believe in God or yeah. once believed in God and left let's say any religion is the f- some, what some people do is that they believe in a certain version of God mm-hmm. and when that contradicts with science or the experience they think religion as a whole has to be thrown out the window yeah. But yeah. that's not true, yeah. right? 
So now where they believe, let's say Christianity, whatever the faith is, if, if someone believes that this this is the ultimate faith, right? Mm-hmm. And there comes a time where they find contradictions and, and they can't find answers. They think, no way I'm going back to religion at all, yeah. right? So this is also... deceived their whole life and be like... That's the yeah. point. So I think I think this is where um, one element that's open for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, you don't really need to go down the process of do this and then do this and then you have to do this and that. There's no really rituals. It's whatever way you can pray to God, mm-hmm. right? Um, pray to him and say, oh Allah, guide me. Raise your hand, don't raise your hands, close your eyes, don't close your eyes. But it, it has to come from within. Yeah. It, ha- it, it can't just be a you know, random, it has to come from within, that, that true search. It has to be really genuine. Very gen- yeah. genuine. And then see where that where, where, where that actually leads. So this yeah. is what the Prophet actually yeah. gave us but one of the... Where would you, how would you get there without having an issue, right? Like, so mm. let's say you're, yeah. you're young, right now you're listening to this show and you heard people say that, you know, I was in a real stress and, you know, I prayed f- truly from my heart. Yeah. But how do we get to contentment before that or before we experience something like that or... You know, what got you to that point where you were like, I know that this is the answer? Do you, do you know what I'm saying? I feel like maybe. So you're, you're asking, okay, so before your, before your conviction in God, yeah. how are you feeling contentment? Because or where it, you're contentment yeah, it's, it's from? growth, right? Like, how do we, like, okay, bar something happening really bad to someone, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, obviously, when something bad happens, most people turn to God, mm-hmm. right? I'm saying before that, what is it that we can do when we're young to start towards that journey towards contentment, that journey towards happiness? But when you say contentment and happiness, do you do you mean it in like a spiritual sense or do you just mean it like generally are you happy or are you not? Generally, right? right? Because, uh, you, you know, you can find happiness in everything but true, let's let's say the word, let's, let me add the word true. That mm-hmm. I feel like <clears throat> before finding God, any sort of happiness you have will be fleeting, it will be material, it won't yeah. be like... It won't be uh, personally. It won't be true happiness. Yeah. It will be a fleeting happiness. Yeah. It will be temporary happiness. It will be material happiness. Mm. It won't be true happiness because you, if you haven't found God, you haven't found your purpose. Yeah. You don't know what you're here for. You don't know what your objective is. You don't yeah. know why you're put on this earth. You don't understand like life, tribulations, trials. You just know that there are things that like this exists. Yeah. This makes me happy. I play, I play Warzone, it makes me happy. I play football, it makes me happy. I have parents, it makes me happy. They give me food, I have sweets. That makes me happy. So I don't think that's true happiness. That's exactly what I was hoping you'd say because I think that's where it starts. Yeah. It's when you search for that want to understand your purpose. 100%. Right, because when you're a kid, you know, just there's toys, there's TV, there's yeah. whatever, right? Keep you happy, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine. Simpsons. You know, you go, if you're fed, right? Like, exactly. <laughs> Distractionism. Right? It's just, 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 just yeah. distraction. Just distraction. Yeah. But, but so these existen- uh, existential questions about why I'm here, yeah. what's my purpose? What happens what, when you where die? Where am I headed? You know, like, right? It, these are all questions that are sort of, Allah Almighty says from the Quranic perspective, they're inbuilt. Mm-hmm. They're innate, mm-hmm. right? This it, it, it's not it's not some like says okay yeah this person came as a religious teacher and taught me this. it's with it's within you, mm-hmm. and hence and this is one one of the you know um, proof or evidences that's been given for the existence of God is that you know there there were times where people didn't have contact as we do, people didn't even know people existed in uh, you know other parts of the world yet they had a consistent message that God exists, mm-hmm. right? A prophet came you know and Allah says that He sent prophets to every you know, different nation. Mm-hmm. So th- the guidance was always there. The urge to 
find God is always there, mm-hmm. whether they found him in the fire, whatever the case is, the urge to find a higher purpose mm-hmm. was always there. Well, it really tells you that with that us as an individual or what surrounds us from a materialistic perspective is not enough. Yeah. Right. Um, and this is where and I think where you were you were talking about from yeah. from from young age, we, we were delving into this, that that the, tr- the first step is trust. Mm. Yeah. Anything to do with it. you go, you go into a marriage is trust. Yeah, you you sit in your car, right? <laughs> now that that's quite a f- funny incident, right? You know, some people they they doubt things or they they're very suspicious of things. I have right? no idea. So what, 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 what one of our friends in the class, right? We we're planning on going like Spain or something together, mm-hmm. and we'll hire a car. The first time we're gonna hire a car, we're gonna have full insurance, whatever the case is. And he's like, bro, what what if accident happens? <laughs> like, bro, yeah. like, bro, what if what if I die tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, things. Yeah. The thing is, the element of trust is always going to be there, yeah. and I think this is where. And and remember, I raised yeah. that question about, and this is something that really hit me because atheists and every other people, they they want very rational and lo- logical approach. So after going through, you know, after rigorously going through all all these other arguments and going back and forth, and they couldn't really reach anywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah, it makes sense or, yeah. or not. He said, "Look, let's just ponder over this. Yeah, that imagine I as a believer, um, live my life according to the." principles that religion religion taught me meaning you know take care of my parents you know be nice to you follow the rules follow the rules you know whatever it is whatever those rules are also if you can find objection show me but majority of those rules are actually in accordance with what you would agree with right be not be be nice to one another all of these things and i die and there's nothing no reward it's totally blank i don't really lose out in a in a way but imagine you right you live your life not according to the rules what god demanded of you mm-hmm. right not actually you yeah. not actually you <laughs> but that's not to say it because then there'll be people who say look even without religion I practice mm-hmm. goodness and we, we yeah. can we can discuss that mm-hmm. but let's say you go down the path of doing whatever you want mm-hmm. YOLO you only live once mm-hmm. right attain 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 you know do whatever you want to to get there mm-hmm. whether even if you have to you know step on people mm-hmm. right um, steal or whatever the case is mm-hmm. and you die and you open your eyes and you know your eyes open and now you have to answer you have to answer who's who's really at loss mm-hmm. yeah right yeah. so there's sometimes it's these type of things that um that that really you know hit people mm-hmm. and, and and they really start thinking about this stuff that doesn't come until a lot later though man. yeah that doesn't yeah. come until a lot later and yeah. you know like come back to your question about yeah. like how it all starts or where yeah. it all stems from you know you've spoken about trust a lot yeah. and i feel like you have to so we obviously as you mentioned as well earlier <coughs> that um these practices or these rituals or these things that we're taught as kids we don't know what they mean we're just yeah. told we go there we have to do these actions we have to say these words don't know what they mean just doing it yeah? Yeah, yeah. but we still trust our parents yeah. at least that they're asking us to do these things yeah. so it must mean something because before I prayed when I was 12 or 13 mm. I don't know the ma- I genuinely don't know the amount of conviction I had that God exists mm. I honestly I can't think prior to that thinking God I know exists yeah all I know is that I had to go and pray. Yeah, I, I was, was forced. Get in trouble. I was forced. Yeah, I was forced <laughs> to go and pray. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what it is that made me think that I need to pray for this to happen. Yeah. But it has to come from my parents. Yeah. I trusted them to teach me the right things. I mean, they gave me everything else I needed in life. Yeah. Um, well, it's so the consistency in the messaging, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah like, 100%. I'm sure your parents were like, you know, these things. If you're struggling, help God. You mm. know, start every action with that and. But the reason why I wanted to bring up the purpose part of it is because if there are any young listeners that we have that are thinking, you know, I'm happy, you know, life's good. I think that a lot of people these days 
come to this realization quite late in life that oh why am I here what's my purpose and the reason why I'm saying that okay you had it at 13 you know some people have it 20 some people at 40 whatever but maybe that's the first question you need to start with right for happiness why am I here Mm -hmm. right find that purpose start questioning it and I'd I'd go to the other side you know you've talked a lot about trust yeah I'd start with mistrust for example and I want to put that out there because the reason is is that like you said we just follow right and a lot of people are just following the religion of their parents or the lack of yeah right I would start to question it I would Mm. say like okay but why Mm -hmm. why do we do this oh okay because I've been told to because my parents said so. Mm-hmm. That's never going to be a be- true belief I, with conviction. I agree, right? but I, I differentiate between questioning and pondering. Yes. Because Allah the Almighty tells us in the Quran to ponder over the, the, the creation of the heavens and the earth. It has a very, um, you know, questioning something nowadays, from your perspective, it might be very positive, but it has yeah. a very negative sort yeah. of it's connotation. Like doubt. Yeah, doubt, yeah, doubt, yeah, doubt, yeah, doubt, yeah, doubt, yeah, doubt it, right? Doubt everything. Whereas mm. the reality is if you start doubting everything, you're not getting anywhere, my friend. Mm. Right? But one, one thing I do want to quickly mention that's been left out with regards to trusting is Allah is not saying to trust the whole thing. Mm. You know, because from, from, from those who don't believe, say, look, man, you, uh, it's, it's blind faith. Allah says it starts off blind. Right? It mm. starts off blind where you have to trust. But the ultimate purpose is to reach that conviction which you were speaking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Right? You experience. Mm-hmm. So it says, One who is blind in this world is blind in the hereafter. Meaning you have to reach conviction in this very world. Mm-hmm. That Allah, you know, appears to And through that, through that is the second element of conviction where you would, uh, we were speaking about before the program, we were saying that that's when you, that conviction is equivalent to you knowing that in this room, there's a, there is a snake or mm-hmm. there, there, there is a, there's a lion, right? Mm-hmm. If you go in there, he'll rip, he'll rip you apart, mm-hmm. right? That'll be your end. That conviction stops you from doing a lot of things in life. Mm. It stops you from, you know, com- committing certain crimes because mm-hmm. of the consequence yeah. of that. So there's that balance there. But the point is, it starts off with faith, but that's not the pinnacle of it. The journey wants you to take to conviction where you say, yes, God exists. Mm-hmm. You can stand up and say, these are my experiences. I can say God exists. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is something that I wanted to clarify. Whereas people might say, look, Religion is just just believe, believe, believe. Your, your eyes close and in the hereafter you find out. Like the example that I gave. Yeah. That's not the purpose of religion. Mm-hmm. I mean, every prophet of God was saying, God speaks to me and, and I, I, I can show you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can guide, guide you to that destination. I feel like personally, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Imam, sir, but I feel like personally, like the purpose of religion is to find God, but find God through these trials and through questioning and through thinking yeah. that, okay, it's like... It, does God exist if God exists or um, mm-hmm. not just questioning and just really trialing and yeah. putting it to putting it to the test yeah. um, so yeah you're, you're, you, you have mentioned um, some very good points there but I feel like life is consistently or religion consistently is going to be about testing yeah. and through those tests you'll reach that third mm. level of the nafs isn't it the, the yeah, nafs yeah. in mm-hmm, yeah. where you have that conviction the reason why I mention that is because even though at 12 or 13 I had that that experience that afterwards where I was like whoa like how did this just happen <coughs> it had to have been from God right but still after I've, I've been in many situations where I have made mistakes mm. 
although I'm like at that moment in time, whenever I've made those mistakes, you don't think, oh, yeah, I know God exists. So yeah, I, yeah, I shouldn't yeah. have made these mistakes. But this is what I mean that you're continuously going to be tested. That's the and point. the more that you pass those tests or the more that you're trialed and you pray and then you, tr- you try to be better, you'll get yeah. to that. At that stage where if you know a lion's in a room you want to go in there you know what I mean yeah this is what we remember the verse that we were speaking the, where Allah said that uh, do they think that they will um, they will just say they, be, they believe but they will not be tested yeah whereas the people before them in order to differentiate between the truthful and the, those who are liars we had to try them yeah. right so the, the the life is is a test and we were, we were saying the whole concept of you know peace for people is ease mm-hmm. right and that's what we're going to come to the idea of happiness as well. Maybe we can bring that in. Is that they can say, look, the prophets, man, they're the closest to God. They're the ones that were suffering the most. Yeah, 100%. The life. Their, their companions had to go through all of these different trials. The prophet didn't even see wheat in his life, right? And when Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha after his passing away, she couldn't, she couldn't swallow the, you know, the, the roti or the, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the bread that was made out of it because the prophet could, did not have that in his life mm-hmm. for, for someone God says I created heavens and the earth for you mm-hmm. think about it it's, it's really really think about it because because we were speaking about that, for, that for the, the religious um, our goal from a religious perspective is very dif- different mm-hmm. is, is very different our goals and our aspirations from a religious perspective is very different to how the world will look, look, look at it I, I mean the, the, that, I was saying the example of that person who was who, who, who had his child martyred in, in Gaza holding his child like this and saying Aradita Ya Rab Oh Allah are you, are you pleased with me now? Mm-hmm. Are you pleased with me now? If you're not pleased with me you know all of my other families also here mm. what like it's, it's, it's mind boggling from a from a perspective of of a non-believer, how can how where where does that come from? Mm-hmm. And hence, you are people picking up the Quran and reading about 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 religion and where do they get these this resilience? Yeah. Now, this guy has conviction that there's a life after death. Yeah. This isn't this isn't this is not all. Yeah. This is not be all and end all. Uh-huh. This is some this is very profound and yeah. it's uh, it's very deep. Like even now, I there are times where I I like uh, would I be able to do that? Is a question that I always ask and mm-hmm. I str- I struggle with. Mm-hmm. That if you never really know isn't it, yeah. in the situation, but it's very, we very all hope that we would have that tenacity and mm. that resilience that yeah. people have shown around the around the world. But right? but there's one point we should never mm. ask Allah for it for yes. for trials. This is something that we need to put here for mm. people. It says, "Was Allah Always ask Allah for goodness, mm-hmm. right? And their praise in the Quran. But when when trial does come, then be firm, yeah. be steadfast. Okay, That's I'm glad you brought this up because I have this discussion with a few people. Um, Sometimes when I pray, um, what I say is, um, God, uh, help my children get through whatever trials and tribulations you need to put them through for them to get to you. I don't, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't matter what route they have to take to you as long as they end up to you. Mm. Right. And, And you mentioned to the, what I'm trying to say there is that. My trust is no matter how bad it gets, yeah. I know that as long as the route is, as long as the destination has arrived at, yeah. it doesn't matter what the route there is. And that could be tough. That could be easy. Because I, like, I don't want to sit know. there. I don't want to sit there and say, God, just make it easy for them. Because maybe that might not help them get to the stage that mm-hmm. they need to be. Mm. I don't know that. Mm. So that's where my trust is, and so I've I've had this discussion with a few people who they're like, oh, you shouldn't say that because mm. why would you want your children to go through the those difficulties? But how I see it is that I'm trying to, I'm trying to acknowledge the fact that I trust God that no matter what the situation, whatever the route, as long as they end up with 
you yeah. and understand you and have a good connection with you. Okay. No, I, re- I really like that. I actually do really like that. And I do feel like in today's day and age, we are we have such a life of ease and comfort. And mm-hmm. that ease and comfort does take us away from God. And um, there was a clip that was playing on uh, Voice of Islam. I think it was either yesterday or the day before. And there was a clip from uh, the fourth Khalifa, Khalifa uh, Hazrat may Allah be pleased with him, um, where Hazrat Muhammad was literally mentioning about how these trials that we life is you, you life is not life without trials, yeah. without issues. And definitely, you're right. I mean, I'd pray the same thing that, however, God has to get my children to God. Yeah. Just let it be to you at the end, yeah. whatever route it is. Yeah, yeah, some people have it easier. It's some very powerful. Have it it's very powerful. But I think why why they were saying the thing they were saying is because there's a hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where there was a there was a person um, who was saying, "Oh Allah, punish me in this very life for the sins that I've committed. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't take the burden of it in the in the hereafter." Mm-hmm. And they said that he became like um, like he he became really weak. And you know the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "What are you?" And he he actually told him that you're wrong. Don't say that. But rather pray, Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana. Oh Allah, grant us the goodness of this life and the hereafter. Mm-hmm. So why are you why are you, why are you testing? You can't test God. You can't yeah. you know you can't bear this. And so he, so 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 there's a point. I think it might be from that perspective. But I think mm. if you're very clear from from the concept that it, that is in your mind, mm. then nobody can really you know you know very well what you're yeah. what you're actually praying for. Yeah. And I think this is why when we say Ehdin as-Sirat al-Mustaqim, Allah guide us to the straight path. Straight mm. path. Now you can get to battle for two. You know, in 15 minutes straight. Yeah. from that road wherever the case wherever you yeah. live right mm. or you can go all the way to East London and you know go get yeah. go to uh, Hyde Park Corner yeah. and then there's lots of routes, routes yeah. and then take the long route and then and then come to Allah the Almighty now the point is trials and tribulations are part of life mm. they're always going to be there Allah the Almighty said even that straight path would have some sort of trials and tribulations but I wouldn't want I, I don't want to pray for, for my kids because Allah oh Allah you know, but not don't yeah. burden them more than they can bear. Yeah, Allah mm-hmm. does is not burden us all beyond what what, what they can bear. Yeah. And then the, the next verse is Rabbana la All of these verses speak about that very concept that, that ask Allah that oh Allah don't burden our souls mm-hmm. beyond our capacity, mm-hmm. right? So I think this is this also also needs to be taken yeah. into in, into the account the entire concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean the thing yeah. is, um, it's 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 actually interesting what what you what you just mentioned. So the reason why I brought it is because you know as we said experience. Is what brings conviction. Yeah. So, but then, how do we get there? How do we get to this 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 conviction where we, you know we, you know, there's so many distractions in this world. There's so many things that okay, I can sit here and I'll be like, you know what, I believe, I know why I'm here, but you know, the conviction of someone like you described in Gaza or just you know the the, the examples, many examples that we have, that true conviction. How does that get there? Yes, there's experience. Yeah. But what is what else? But you see, you know, one of one of the things that we, when we want to start speaking about about affluence or wealth, it sort of comes as a very negative, mm-hmm. has a negative connotation. It's not. They were companions who were who were very very rich. Mm. They were very affluent, but they knew this life isn't you know, isn't everything, mm-hmm. right? Was how you has, spend has, it. Has as Uthman's well. ex- example that we have. Now, has Uthman's trial might not be the trial that any uh, the uh, the other companion who was very poor. Mm. Yet when they stood in prayer, they stood shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. There, there was equality there. But Uthman's trial was probably spending in the way of Allah. How much, whether he keeps it, whether he miserly or not. But we saw how he did it. You know, in the time of the companion. So I think attaining wealth and attaining goodness through right means 
is something we should all aspire to yeah. to do and this yeah. is what Allah Almighty actually says atina fi dunya hasana hasana is the goodness of of this world which includes health wealth mm. everything is part of it i think it comes down to intention though at exactly. the end it comes down to intention yeah like if your intention is to have this wealth so you can spend it in the way of allah as allah says in the quran or if your intention is to have this wealth so you can show off so you can have flashy things mm. i mean it, it all comes down to your intention but yeah you're completely right that you know i, I don't see anything wrong in being successful yeah. uh, financially at all um, and as you mentioned you know even uh, his holiness the fifth khalif has mentioned as well that you know there's nothing wrong with it yeah. you, if you can attain it you should uh, i think even in in a mulukat in a, in a meeting with some members of our community I can't remember yeah. how long ago yeah um his holiness um, may Allah be his hope I also mentioned that you should uh, aspire to be good. you should aspire to have your own business mm. not always work for other people but aspire to have your own business mm. this is this uh, is really a yeah, very yeah, exactly. powerful thing right? and, and, and it, this is uh, and, and we've seen it in our time yeah. right when you're working for someone how easily you're you can be controlled we've yeah. seen it we've Distracted seen the narrative and, 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 when you're and also you can, you can say certain things you can't say certain things exactly 100% you, know, you can't say certain yeah, yeah. things and this yeah. is something that's uh, yeah, and you're um, surrounded by an environment that isn't the ideal environment mm. that you want to be in yeah. you will have situations that we've spoken about last time that you'll yeah. be in, in work environments where people might be drinking people might be talking about certain things there might be restrictions yeah. on when you when you can pray when you can't pray etc okay. and if you have your own business then one you're makes sense you're you're you're, you're more hard working than normal yeah. Yeah. you're more hard working than just working for a business because yeah. you have to do everything yourself yeah. and also you have the ability to have that uh, make those uh, provisions or have those controls in place that you can do more mm. for Islam or Islamically for your faith as well interesting so just to, because we've only got about 20, 20 minutes to go, just to uh, um, summarize what we've discussed so far from the perspective of conviction, right? Mm-hmm. So we're saying trust Allah, yep. trust the process, yet contemplate and question things, yeah. mm-hmm. um, ask for his health. There, there might be certain questions which not be answered at that particular time, mm-hmm. but trust the process. There will come a time where certain things will be answered because there are times where I didn't have the answer to certain questions mm-hmm. and they will bug me a lot mm-hmm. but then there came a time where those questions were answered right mm-hmm. so trust patience um, and then you know trying to reach that conviction personal experience mm-hmm. all, all of those things you right? know the other thing I'll say you know you said mentioned uh, I know you want to conclude it but you know uh, <laughs> I want to move to the the, the, the idea of happiness yeah, yeah. so we cover that so, as well. but you know also when you mentioned um, trusting God but I think also so this depends on who exactly we're speaking to if yeah. we're speaking to people who are already off faith yeah. but they're not convinced in their faith then they should also be an idea of okay my whole life this is what I mentioned before my whole life mm. I've been told about this being this God I've been told that I need to do these actions and I've been told I need to <coughs> say these words yeah. I might not know the full me- I, might, I might know the meaning of some of them yeah. but surely I've been told and all these thousands and millions of people around the world do these actions so surely yeah. I, like, there should be some trust in what yeah. I've been taught like mm. my parents haven't lied to me yet yeah. so why would they lie to me about praying yeah. so there should be also that trust as well so mm. before trusting in God try and trust what's in front of you and what's in front of you is literally what you've been taught Mm. Right. So um, there's also that element as well, trusting in God, but also trusting in what you've been taught by people who. Interesting, but that can go back to the idea of different faiths now. Yeah, Let's yeah, say someone yeah. who's born and who's idol worshiper. Mm-hmm. So the idea of questioning is also very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. You see, yeah. so this is why there's there, there 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 needs to be a balance. But I think that there will come a time in your life, and this is where I think that the idea of actually reaching out to God and asking Him, because from our perspective, He has no image and He has no you know sort of. Um, you can't draw him or anything like that it's just 
close your eyes, don't close your eyes, open your eyes, whatever the case is, genuinely pray. Genuinely pray that I'm reaching out to you, guide me, I don't know which way to go. Mm-hmm. Like from from my, from my religious journey, mm-hmm. I'm born in Islam, right? or I'm born in Ahmadiyya, mm-hmm. right? This is to this is to do with the hereafter, mm-hmm. with the life that's going to come, that's going to be way longer, you know, life of eternity, as they say. Yeah. So Allah help me. But I think I want to move on from yeah. from here towards the idea of how happiness. Yeah. Um, this was something you wanted to speak about. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm never going to go on to as yeah. why I put it up. Yeah. So, I mean, why do you think the idea of happiness? Um, did you have no, no, so the question was, how do we find true happiness? And okay. I feel like we may have mentioned it already briefly at the beginning. That I mentioned anyway that yeah. you can't actually attain true happiness until you have... It doesn't really need to be like a like a, a, an incredible conviction of God where you literally every step... I mean, it would be amazing if you did where every step you're thinking of God yeah. but at least if you have a certain element or certain faith in God to the sense that um, you understand your purpose yeah. then I think that is true happiness if you understand your purpose and your real purpose and obviously as Muslims we believe that our purpose is to obtain, uh, attain a relationship with God yeah. um, then I feel like you can uh, establish true or you can attain true it's true very happiness. interesting because you see I, I've, as far as I've read about the Prophet right, and the yeah. companions they went through, you know, someone, someone, someone might say they went through hell, uh-huh. right, in, in this life um, with expeditions and with, you know, with, with the prophet being born in an orphan and then, you know, the, the trials and tribulations when he was young and then after that, you know, claiming to be a prophet and being, you know, having to migrate Children, and yeah. close ones being killed, all of these different things. Yet, Children being part what I did not yeah. find was misery in his attitude. Yeah. Yeah. That's very. That's very. So, so, so. Why was it the case that someone who goes through this much, yet his attitude towards life and those around him is not of, you know, is not, it's not of misery. It's not of revenge, uh-huh. right? He's not harsh, uh-huh. because Quran says, uh-huh. If if you were harsh, uh-huh. they would run away from you. Uh-huh. Well, we know, but we knew we know that the prophet, everyone would come and at- attach him, and the very purpose was to con- convey the message, even when he was going through. Charles and tribulations mm-hmm. so it's something that's so what, what it basically says is what you're saying is that if you found your true purpose no matter what you go through in life trials your outwardly um, approach to life would be very positive yeah is that what is that is that what you're trying to say yeah yeah 100% because you know that if you believe in an object in an objective like believe in a, in a purpose and the purpose you believe yeah. is I need to get closer to God and in that belief of being closer to God you know that you have to go through issues you have to go through trials you have to go through hardship you have to go through periods of misfortunes mm. then you will understand that okay whatever misfortunes come in my way Wonderful. then because I one know of the, that yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. going to hopefully God willing lead me to a strong a better relationship with God which is my purpose ultimate purpose one of the things uh, I want to ask you Fahim is hmm. uh, you, you've been quiet yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> is, is one of the things that really that I've learned right in life is that from people um, expectation so expectation is the is, is one of the reasons for our mis- misery mm-hmm. yeah right um, unfulfilled expectation. unfulfilled expectation so yeah. for instance like if I do something for Mo right mm. I expect something in return and he doesn't do it I mm. feel bruv this guy isn't, isn't, ain't <laughs> yeah. a real one <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's not a real one. Okay. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, so na- whereas from the religious perspective, if you're doing things for God, like let's yeah. say, and you know, from our concept, mm. we're, we're saying everything that, that we do is for the sake of God. Yeah. Like, right? Um, what would you say on that? Do you want to say something on that? 
is in uh, clarify uh, your question uh, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you so, asking me so bro? the question I, is, I like it I like yeah. that question you can, like answer, that question? can I try yeah please address so, it um, you tell me what the question is first so I feel like the question is basically <laughs> it's more of a comment but yeah. I wanted to hear your thoughts but I feel like basically you're mentioning that okay uh, if you're are you doing something for the sake of pleasing someone to, yeah. to get a positive reaction from them or to yeah. do something um to get positive feedback or yeah. are you doing it for the happiness of God yeah. now there's something I came across recently because I, I was speaking to someone and I said like I really want to learn Arabic yeah? this is uh, half a year ago I was saying I really want to learn Arabic because uh, my, my extended family are uh, Arab yeah. so um, I was like I, I really want to be able to communicate with them I want to really because yeah. my, my son as well is half Arab so I really yeah. want to be able to communicate <coughs> with him as well older when in fluent Arabic and they said to me actually you know what if you say you want to learn Arabic to get closer to God through understanding the Quran better you'll get more blessings okay, yeah. and then they, they uh, relate a, a saying of the Holy Prophet them, to, to me that something you, you're, you're going to have to correct me yeah. <laughs> about a room yeah, uh, yeah. and then someone asked for a, a room a, a window in this room so they can get fresh air yeah. and then uh, the Prophet said that if you had said that you that you want a window in this room so you can hear the the call to prayer mm. you'd get extra blessings yeah. yeah so in that sense you get fresh air anyway you get fresh air yeah. as well, but obviously. The, the idea of intention as you yeah, say yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so for me i now understand that if any of your behaviors your actions are in favor or are doing something to advance yourself towards god you'll you'll get the initial in, intention that you are after anyway but you also get additional yeah. blessings for doing it mm. for the sake of God but in nearly everything that we do anyway even though yeah. we do it for the sake of other people we are actually yeah. doing it for the blessings of God for example I'll give you a simple example yeah. that New Year's coming up right Yeah. and on New Year's Day in the morning as our community it's a tradition in our community to um, clean the streets now we do it to um, help society Right, keep keep a clean environment, make people happy. We know how messy people can be, but we're doing yeah. it to help people. But all, and we get actually a good feeling from the feedback that we get. Mm. We get good feedback yeah. from the local communities, local authorities, neighbors, or whatever, saying that, "Oh, this is amazing what you're doing." Yeah, we publish it in our newspapers. We get really good. It's feedback. amazing, but we might not join you. and then <laughs> we we have a sense of like, "I've done something good." Yeah. yeah, yeah. But really and ideally and truly, we are doing it to please God. Yeah. Because you know, as you mentioned before, Hukukulubad, we are doing yeah. it to fulfill our rights to man, to yeah. God's creation. Yeah, exactly. And we are doing ultimately that is pleasing God. I think it's 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 a very um, hopefully for him. Conscious. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I, 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 it's very conscious. Sort of. A, it's very it hard is, thing to do. It's very conscious. Yeah. You know, just one more thing I want to add. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you did. <laughs> no, because someone mentioned recently. Yeah, this comes back to um, this trial things as well. Someone yeah. mentioned to me that. Whenever the Holy Prophet, peace peace and blessing of God be upon him, had gone through issues, right? Mm. He never said to himself, why is this happening to me? Mm. He always spoke to God. 
there was always a communication there was always yeah. interaction he was always saying God why this or God why that yeah. it was never like oh why has this happened he was never talking to himself mm. he was always talking to God in every communication that he had like, you know, we always talk to ourselves like why did I do that like we play football me and you Ruhu, and we do something wrong yeah. like, oh why did I do that why did I do yeah. this oh, I think about it every <laughs> night I'm like why did I make that pass or why didn't I do Missed this that open goal <laughs> and we all like what we should be doing is communicating with God in everything yeah. and I know your point was coming on to like having Beautiful, that yeah. conscious, conscious thought of thought and yeah. that is I think the biggest challenge no definitely I think that um, you're right it's so hard it's mm. actually like you know and I've I've consciously started to do this you know I was mentioning that you know I'm trying to contemplate over things a lot more and um, whether you're driving whether you're walking I think that just actively taking yourself out of your problems or whatever like it's it's and that's where I love when it's described you know not this world right like just take yourself out of this time and space right now for a second and just contemplate and talk to a being who's given you so much right that lives beyond time and space and do it for them i think that you know i i've i used to think and and this is is wrong for me to think that i used to think that um oh like if i say i'm doing it for god because i want god to be happy with me then it's still selfish Right. Mm. For, I used to I used to contemplate that. I used to be like, okay, but what I realize is that you know when you truly love someone, when you truly understand them, and you do something just for them, yeah, then <coughs> they will feel your love truly, right? Mm. Like th- no one, um, when when you do something without seeking for anything in return, and just because it's going to make them smile, just because it's mm. going to make them happy, mm. there is nothing in this world I think that can make you feel as good as knowing that you've done that mm. and God you know says that is is God not sufficient for his servant because you don't need anybody else mm. to do that you can do that on the daily let's say you have no one someone might be like oh no one you know I don't have anyone in my life to, to do that for God's there and mm. I think that that's where the, it, it's the two principles of worshipping yeah. Allah and building a relationship with Allah but also service to humanity that's why they go hand in hand and um, yeah for me I think that that is where the happiness comes from and uh, you know I challenge anyone to do something for someone else without expecting something in return and not feeling happy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if there's anyone who feels that way then like feel free to call in but like direct you in another way but <laughs> like, I think that um, you know and that's where it comes from and conviction comes from experience and happiness comes from being selfless yeah mm-hmm. huh? I really like that actually and you know um, in the last decade or so um, obviously we know mental health has been a massive thing right mm. and so everything you've mentioned basically about being altruistic altruistic mm. is literally how you described it as being is doing something for other people without expecting anything in, in return, return right yeah. so um, Ebenezer Scrooge remember the Christmas Carol yeah, story yeah. right he yeah. in the end became altruistic he just wanted to help people and yeah. without any, expecting anything and in the last decade, research has shown that to improve your mental health, to, uh, to improve your mental well-being, be, being altruistic is something that significantly improves it and helps it. And uh, actually, one of the pillars of Islam yeah. is charity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good and, and it's nice that you yeah, mentioned there, it. There, there's an aspect that I'll, I do want to touch upon is, uh-huh. is, is, is that <clears throat> um, because you know, there, are, there are people out there who who need to protect themselves as well uh-huh. from the perspective of just doing, doing, doing for others and then um, 
in 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 return they don't really take care of themselves yeah. right but, and this is where the prophet peace be upon him has also said and this is why when we speak about islam it's a very balanced approach everything it's middle path yeah. is a middle path mm. is where 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 he says that wali nafsi ka hakun wali wali ka hakun that your nafs also has a right, right over you your wife yeah. has rights over you so don't don't be don't be someone who's just externally just doing all of these things where you're not taking care of your own self mm-hmm. your children because at times and this is one of the things we've seen in our culture i don't want to delve into that too much <laughs> but the reality is that there there'll be people who are very nice to people outside they're very um, and they're known to be a uh, very respectful or something but the way they speak to their children mm-hmm. the way they speak to their wives at home the way they treat their family yeah. the way they treat their very close ones is is he's a total different personality mm-hmm. so there's a mask that they on have outside and that's the reality now genuinity where is that is that the real you or is that the real you yeah. right yeah. the reality is from the prophet's perspective he says um you know that the best among you is the one who's best to his family mm-hmm. you know to who's the best to his ahl mm-hmm. so it's it's a constant thing for for us to remind ourselves and the quran also says ku anfusakum wa ahlikum nara like save yourself first and then your um you know ahlikum your your family from fire mm-hmm. if you can if you can't be in a state state where you're saved how can you save others is the point yeah. also in when you when you're sitting in a plane and they tell you you know in in the case of an emergency put put your mask on first yeah before you, before you before you put your child so it's a very 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 logical and rational approach it goes in hand with consistency right like consistency isn't just like doing something regularly it's also being the same in every situation right it doesn't matter who is me being nice to a certain type of person and not to another type of person that's not consistent is it and i think that consistency in faith is is so important and it's so on so many different levels like you said be consistently good to yourself just as much as you are to others to those that are at home you know if you're horrible to those at home but then you outside you're giving everything it's you're not believing in Islam where it's telling you to be consistent mm. right i think that you know small things every day are better than big things yeah. uh, irregularly mm. yeah so i think um, we're coming to the end we've only got about seven minutes any final thoughts now if you summarize sum- sum- the idea of of how ha- of how happiness of course and things that we've discussed <laughs> how <are> you screaming <laughs> um i want a good, good chat gpt summary from you <laughs> google that um it's hard to summarize it's okay. very hard to summarize yeah. because it is so complex yeah. it is so complex and there's so many layers there's so many levels um of happiness and how to attain it but i feel like the crux of it for me would be understanding your purpose understanding your objective why are you here on this on this planet like why are you breathing why are you living why are you feeling things and um <clears throat> i mean it goes hand in hand with the conviction uh in in faith as well so uh, for me it goes so hand in hand <coughs> because like i mentioned right at the beginning that if true happiness can o- not if but true happiness can only come from establishing a relationship with god because only once you establish a relationship with god will you know that okay i'm here for a purpose mm. i have a purpose um and you know people think that okay but when you say your purpose is to find god they think that okay it's literally just chasing god chasing god chasing god mm. but they also mm. forget that you know as you mentioned the google about our our uh, rights to humanity through that you can still be whatever profession you want to be as long as it serves humanity um so you can also find uh, i feel like islam is so balanced and so perfect in the sense that yeah. it knows that 
although Islam says find God, make your steps towards God, it also says where, where it says um, you have to ful- fulfill your rights to humanity and to to man. It knows that you would have to do that through service to others, mm. and that way, as for he mentioned earlier, for, through service to other, others is where you find happiness as well. Mm. I mean, I've asked this question before. Name me one job right now, which is not a service to others. I'll give you a minute. I can think of only one, and and everyone else has only think, thought of one. But there is no job yeah. on this planet yeah. that you do only for yourself and you get paid for it. Mm. Every job. Is a service to humanity. What's the one that you thought? What's the one that you thought? Have you thought of one? No. Have you thought of one? No, ain't got time. <laughs> There's not enough time. It's literally it's it's a, a, the only one I can think of is forex trading or trading, not forex trading, but yeah. any sort of trading, online mm. trading. Yeah. That you're only doing for yourself. Mm. You're not do and you're not doing it for any other service or purpose. That's yeah, why apart from that, every <laughs> single job, the yeah. smallest thing you can think yeah, of, yeah, yeah. builder, train driver cleaner anything yeah. is a service to humanity and through service to humanity we find happiness through service to humanity we build a relationship with god as well i like that appreciate that so alhamdulillah by the grace of allah we've covered um youth and uh, faith uh, navigating challenges and embracing uh, opportunities this was the second a- a- episode and hopefully we can continue this because i really like it uh, i think i hope you like it as well um, yeah, i think we can come bring new faces and you know get different perspectives as that 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 is the uh you're tired of them already <laughs> no i'm not tired i'm just saying we, we we twice. Um, so what's a new face <laughs> yeah so we're coming to the end of the program although we didn't, didn't have any calls but maybe in future you know those of you that are listening do call in and give your perspective as well um uh, about this 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 topic that we're discussing we've covered two main things the conviction you know the reaching conviction in your faith and secondly the idea of true happiness we're not claiming that we've covered every single thing every single aspect of this discussion it's not possible at all but it's just to give you um, you know it's it's just to give you some thoughts and you know for you to go back and ponder over uh, and and, and really think about your life uh, where you stand and I hope this has been think about your life yeah think (laughs) that's that's the purpose that's what what Ladin Whitey says right to ponder over your life um, De- it's not, uh, you know, it's it's a, it's it's a life of meaning. Yeah, right. no, definitely. I think both of our um, episodes today have been that. And um, if there's one thing that our listener takes away from today is just take a beat to think about these things. Yep. Take a beat to understand why we're here. Take a beat to, you know, find out what the source of your happiness is. We can tell you, we can tell you it's God, right, and service to humanity. But you're going to have to find that yourself to get that conviction. Like we said, it's experience. So, you know, ha- get Absolutely. that experience. And that starts with a question. Wonderful. So in conclusion, while young Muslims uh, and others face numerous challenges in the world, uh, modern world, they also have several opportunities to maintain and strengthen their faith. Navigating these challenges and embracing these opportunities is a unique journey that with proper guidance and education, trust, patience, can help them emerge as confident, faithful uh, individuals who can contribute positively to their communities and, of course, society at large. Uh, we're coming to the, we have come to the end of the program. Uh, Jazakallah, thank you so much, Fahim, also Mudabir, and all those who are involved in the tag team uh, from us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.